So welcome to today's class six of 12 in this connection and relaxation series themed around yamas and niyamas as well as preparing for meditation. Tonight's class theme is clarity. Uh, another word that it's used in the yamas and niyamas is purity, but I really like this idea of clarity and practices both on our mat and in our lifestyle that bring us more lightness, more clearness, um, instead of maybe some of the more traditional things that pop up for us when we think of purity or cleansing. So. Um, Clarity uh, and, and purity of moment. So this concept um, asks us to be in one place at, at a time, to do one thing at a time, you know, to let go of some of the conditioning we have around multitasking being this amazing gift. And can we bring our awareness and our focus to each moment and everything we do fully? instead of trying to do a million things at once. And in that same token, that our head and our heart are in alignment. And that there's congruency or resonance between what we think and what we feel. And that kind of ties back to that idea of truthfulness and authenticity. So when our head and our heart are in alignment, and when our accent, actions, thoughts, and speech all match, then we're not creating dissonance or disharmony in our systems and our bodies. And so we have more energy, more vitality when all those things are in alignment. So the curiosity tonight on the mat that you can bring into the rest of your days is can we just slow down and focus on one thing at a time? And that's really the essence of somatic yoga, is can we connect to that one muscle contraction and release? And can we go slow and small enough that we're not, that other, other parts of the body aren't compensating or trying to do more than their work? So in regards to our last practice and that integration assignment or homework, what were you able to notice about your breath over the last couple of days? What muscles are you starting to sense and feel, or if you've been doing Soma Yoga for a while, what are the areas of the body you know you carry your stress in more? Right to left side, more in the right shoulder, more in the left shoulder or in the left side of the pelvis or the right side. And in addition to knowing where your body holds its tension patterns, are you able to practice letting go of any attachments or expectations you might have been carrying around for the last couple of days? So checking in tonight. And this, this practice that we do at the beginning of checking in, of scanning the body, of noticing, taking that mental picture, so that we have a reference point for the work, for the re-educating that we're doing to our systems, body, brain, breath. It's an invitation to bring the senses inward. Yoga is an internal science. It's getting to know yourself on all layers and lightening the load. So clarity, the theme of class tonight is, what is essential? What do you need? What is the one thing you can direct your focus on? And what else can just be let go of in the moment? so that this moment is lighter and freer. Getting curious about noticing your own heartbeat. 
or any places in the body where you can sense your own pulse. Emotionally, knowing what mood you came in to practice with tonight. Was it a good day or was it a stressful day? Do you have something you're looking forward to after practice? Are you just ready for bed? What is your energy level you're bringing to the mat? Without needing to change it or judge it, just know how you're arriving tonight to practice. And letting that be okay. This check-in is an invitation to be present with exactly how you are in this moment. Instead of needing to make the practice fit an expectation, can you let the practice fit how you are in this moment? Noticing any places in the body that feel tight, or sore, or painful. Acknowledging that sensation. And also scanning the body for somewhere where there is no tension, no pain. Knowing you can connect the noticing of that is your choice. Noticing the quality of breath. Are you breathing in your chest? Somewhere in your belly? Noticing what is the quality, the speed or the rate of your breath right now? Can you start to invite the breath into the low belly? The space between navel and hip bones. Noticing any sound in the breath. And if you're not already doing so, Inviting the breath to pass through the nostrils, allowing the mouth to close. Unless, of course, your nose is stuffed, then don't do that. So letting this easy, spontaneous breath, inhaling through the nostrils, noticing the cool air on the inhale, how the breath warms the, or the body warms the breath. You can sense that warmer air on the upper lip with the exhale. And starting to take a mental count of whatever the length of the inhale and the exhale are. And are they the same or different lengths? And can you get curious about starting to make the length of the inhale the same number of counts as the length of the exhale?
Just knowing, knowing whatever the count is of both parts of those breaths. And with your next exhale, starting to lengthen the exhale so that it heads towards one count longer than your inhale. And again, with the next exhale, making your exhale two counts longer than your inhale. You can stay with that, or if it feels available to you without reaching or grasping for the next breath, heading towards a place where your exhale is twice as long as your inhale. Even if that means slightly shortening your inhale. Allowing that breath to be a continuous stream. Inhale flows seamlessly into exhale. Exhale flows seamlessly to the next inhale. And then letting go of the breath practice. Letting that spontaneous natural breath return. Letting go of the count. Noticing the mind now. The body. And the breath. It's a curious experiment when you're feeling out of sorts or you're not feeling well, or there's a negative experience or emotion happening, can you bring your awareness to your breath? Or if there is pain or tension in the body, can you bring your awareness to the breath? The breath is the bridge between mind and body. And all three, affect each other. So anytime we want to calm the body or the mind, or enliven it for that matter, the tool is the breath that connects. Our most easily, readily available tool for self-regulation of all the systems in our body. Everything is so tied to our breath. So this clarity requires all of our attention in the moment, just like the breath practice. And bringing more and more awareness to our breath on a day-to-day -day basis helps bring us into the present moment with that clarity, with our full awareness and energy. Being present asks that we make full and honest contact with each moment. So there's nothing lost and no regrets. And as we grow in our ability to be present in the moment, we have more awareness of the things that don't serve us, what bring us heaviness, whatever waste or clutter that we have in our lives things that we're not letting go of. And as we show up day to day with more awareness, we begin to feel lighter, more spacious, more expansive. Our bodies become more alive, our minds more clear, and our hearts 
more compassionate. So transitioning into the movement part of our practice, inviting you to bend the knees and bring the feet flat on the mat. With the feet wide enough so that you feel stable and steady through the back of the pelvis. And as you start to take your next inhale, sending the tail into the mat, into the floor beneath you. Sensing the low back arch increase as the tail is pressed into the mat. And exhaling, softening, releasing back to neutral. Just knowing in your body whether it feels like you want to connect to a small movement or maybe tonight you might feel like you want a bigger expression. Letting this arch be paired with the length of your breath. Connecting to all the places that feel spacious and ease-filled along the spine. Noticing any sticky spots, any places that are more challenging to connect to along the release. Allowing this arch to travel with each repetition further up the spine, inviting more vertebrae to come into that arch, heading all the way up into the shoulders. That's top of the inhale and the arch, both shoulder blades draw closer to the spine. The arms can externally rotate in the shoulder sockets. And the knees can drift apart as if the front line of the body was flowering open to the ceiling. So with each inhale, the entire back line comes into contraction from tail along the sides into the shoulders, even into external rotation of the arms. And with the exhale softening from shoulders all the way back down to tail. Just letting that sweep through the body two more times at your own speed. Letting the back line fully release, taking pause in neutral, and connecting to that low belly breath. Softening the face, letting the shoulders be heavy. Just connecting to that general sensation of gravity pulling along the back of the body all the places that are connected to the floor. And inhaling here in neutral. And as you start to exhale, engaging the lower abdominals to tilt the tailbone towards the ceiling. 
pressing the low back flat into the floor. Is this a sweeter or more challenging movement in your body tonight than Arch was? With each repetition, bringing more of the frontline muscles online, heading towards full engagement of the abdominal contraction at the top of the movement, the heads of the shoulders float towards the ceiling, engaging the front line, upper chest muscles, and softening through the release. Shoulders back to tail along the front line of the body. So we're curling in. So the knees can squeeze gently towards each other. Full abdominals engage, heads of the shoulders rise to the ceiling and the arms can internally rotate towards the body like a flower bud closing up for the night. Letting the next inhale soften you through the full release of the front body contraction. Two more times at your own speed. And letting the body head towards neutral. Full release of the front line body tension. Taking pause in neutral and reconnecting to that low belly breath. Allowing the legs to come long. Taking a moment for a soma scan, head to heels. Noticing anything that has shifted in body, breath, or mind since the beginning of practice. And then rolling over onto your left side, supporting the head and neck so that they are in alignment with the spine. And knowing that we're going to go into sunrise and sunset so that you have enough room to open up behind you. So having yourself set up in a position where the knees are bent at 90 degrees. Heels are directly beneath the knees. As if you were sitting in a chair. Arms directly out from the body, palms facing one another. 
And just here inside line, just do a quick tick tock between that arch and flatten so that you can establish neutral spine side lying. Noticing whether the hips are stacked one on top of the other and same with the shoulders. That one isn't swaying back or drawn back more than the other. And then allowing the right hand to start to float towards the ceiling. Stopping at the place where the fingertips are pointed straight up towards the ceiling. And so throughout the opening of sunrise, we want to keep this alignment of the back of our shoulders, the back of the arm is in is in one alignment. So sometimes what can happen when we open up into sunrise is we overextend the arm bone in the shoulder joint. And so we want to keep this line. So if it helps, we can bend the elbow here and place the hand on the upper chest. So it's lower load. And so the elbow is going to be doing the moving. So we're not reaching back with the arm. You can try it bent a couple of passes before you go into full extension. So this opening of sunrise, we want to originate from a gentle twist at the, the place where the spine comes out of the back of the pelvis, the sacrum. So as you open up into sunrise, doing so from the lower torso, instead of just trying to reach back with the arm. Really listening to that side body between armpit and hip crest. Not forcing a stretch. Just tick tocking back and forth between what feels like the edge for you in that side body. And as you take three or four passes, noticing if you get more freedom with each pass, Originating that gentle twist from the base of the spine. If you're going quite quickly, see if you can slow it down a little bit. Letting the head come along for the ride. So the head is in a perpendicular position between those two shoulders. So whatever degree you open up into, just letting that head stay in the perpendicular position, coming along for the ride in between the two shoulders. You can try it with arm extended. Just noticing when the body, the torso reaches kind of its max into the twist, can you keep that arm in alignment with that twist instead of trying to reach back the arm in the shoulder socket? And that's not to say that you can't open up and let that arm rest on the ground if it's available to the shoulder, but just knowing where that transition point is at the true range of motion of the shoulder joint without forcing a stretch in the side body 
or in the rotator of the shoulder. And whatever repetition you're on, letting this one be your last. Heading towards sunset. And taking pause there once you arrive. Breathing into that space between the armpit and the hip crest. Sensing into the expansion of the side body with the breath. We're going to stay on this side, but instead of the knees being at 90, we're going to lessen the angle of bend so that the heels are drawn back in alignment with the tailbone. Yep, good. And so the ankles or feet will stay glued together. You can sense into the center or the head of that right glute with the fingertips. So if you've ever had sciatic pain, you know that center of the glute that pinches around the nerve. So we're gonna start, so the bottom leg is gonna stay glued to the floor, feet glued together and just start to allow the right knee to float towards the ceiling. And it doesn't have to be a big lift, it could be an inch or two or four or six, wherever you really feel the engagement of the muscles of that right glute cheek. Maybe at the perfect height, you might feel a little shakiness, a little tension, and then allow that knee to slow and controlled return back to rest on the bottom knee. taking a pause and a breath in between repetitions. And if it causes Charlie horses, then going slower and smaller. If you experience any cramping, then just ceasing the movement. Large muscle doing very intense, concentrated work. So generally, if you carry a lot of tension in the glutes, five repetitions will usually feel like enough. Letting this last one. And that much slower through the last quarter inches of release.
letting that top leg be heavy. If it is available to the right glute, you can allow that top knee to slide towards the floor in front of the bottom knee. Just kind of bringing a little bit more length to that right glute, as long as it doesn't feel like it's forcing a stretch. Yeah, you can actually drop the whole length of that top leg on the floor. There you go. Probably feel that that right glute has done some work and it is tired now. Mm -hmm. Just taking a few moments to connect with some of that low belly breathing. Before we fully transition to the other side, just taking a moment to transition onto your back so that you can contrast and compare left to right side, particularly in that glute that you just worked, as well as in the shoulder girdle um, and side body from doing sunrise and sunset. And when you're ready, heading on over to the other side. Onto the right side. Getting reset up in 90 degrees for sunrise, sunset. The heels are below the knees. Arms straight out in front of you, palms facing each other. And when you're ready, allowing that top arm to start to float towards the ceiling to the position where the fingers are pointed directly towards the ceiling. Even noticing here that if you were to let the hand come maybe an inch closer to the floor, in front of you and then an inch closer to the floor beyond you, where is that sweet spot where it feels the most effortless to hold the arm in space in the shoulder joint? And that is the alignment we want to keep as we're coming in and out of sunrise and sunset. So if it helped you to keep this alignment better by bending the elbow and placing the hand on the chest, it's a lower load version. It's easier to keep that alignment with less of a tendency to just pull the arm back versus originating the twist from the spine at the sacrum. I'm just noticing if your range of opening changes with each pass, as you come into that opening, slow and controlled, originating the twist from the low back. Letting the inhale bring you into sunrise. 
Continuing to breathe as you open. Just taking a moment to really connect to an inhale and an exhale at whatever your edge is in that opening of sunrise. Breathing into the expanded side body. Before heading back to sunset. One more pass to your own time and speed. Noticing whether this side feels freer or less free than your other side did. Heading towards sunset. Letting the body move towards stillness. Pause, deep belly breath. Repositioning the feet so that they are tucked a little bit more. Heels are in alignment with the tailbone. Sensing into the head of the left glute now. Again, feet glued together, bottom leg stays connected to the floor. Just the top knee starts to lift towards the ceiling, sensing into the contraction of the left glute. Does this side feel smoother or more jumpier than the other side did along that release? Does that right side still want to fire or help as the left side engages? Especially if we're right-handed and we've done the work on the right side first. Generally the left side, you will still feel some right side engagement. That's normal. And so letting yourself ease out of that side practice. Again, if you want to create some more length in the glute, you can allow the top knee to drop to the floor in front of the bottom knee and leg.
Really connecting to a few slow and easy belly breaths. Transitioning on to your back when you're ready. Coming back to knees bent, feet flat on the mat. So starting to allow just the head of the right shoulder to float towards the ceiling. Three or four times. And letting that right side find stillness. Coming into the left shoulder, but this left shoulder is going to draw back towards the mat. Feeling the left shoulder blade side closer to the spine. And three or four times. The next time the left shoulder blade draws closer to the spine, allow the right shoulder blade to float up towards the ceiling. So left side draws back, right side floats towards the ceiling. Same time. And letting both shoulders find release. And then we're gonna bring um, either opposite hand to opposite elbow or opposite hand to opposite shoulder. Whatever feels better for you, creating either box arms or you know, giving yourself a hug with hands to shoulders. And now in this higher load version with the arms involved, Coming into that same movement again. So left shoulder blade retracts as the right shoulder blade protracts or the right shoulder rises as the left is pressed into the mat. And how, noticing how this starts to generate the smallest of an upper body twist towards the left side. And as you come from neutral, heading towards that left side, the left shoulder pressing, right shoulder rising, allowing the head to come along for the ride into whatever degree of upper body twist that starts to generate. Knowing that at any time with these twisting movements, if we go too big and too fast too soon, you may experience some nausea. So if that happens, just making it slower or smaller or stopping altogether. The 
and letting the arms release the next time you come to neutral. Letting both shoulders be heavy. Bringing the feet a little bit closer together. So listening to that left side body, the knees are gonna to start to drift towards the right side of your room. They don't have to go all the way to the floor, but listening to the side body, just like in sunrise and sunset. Only going to so far where you find that edge of just enough and then coming back to center. And letting yourself find this lower body twist two or three more times. Next time you find yourself in center, taking pause once you get there. Reconnecting to that low belly breath. Finding that arm position that served you either hands to shoulders or hands to elbows. And as the left shoulder is drawn into the mat, right shoulder rises, the knees head towards the right side of the room. And the head can actually follow the path of the knees. Coming back to center. And so when we're combining these two upper and lower movements, even going a little bit slower and smaller for the first couple of passes, we're generating a lot of twist through the spine. So knees or Face, head are always following the knees. Knees to the right, upper body to the left. One more time, even 10% slower. Breathing in to that left side body as the knees head to the right. Slow and easy, back to center. Taking pause, releasing arms and legs. Contrasting and comparing left side body to right side body. And coming back to knees bent. This time letting the left shoulder float towards the ceiling. Noticing any differences on this side. Coming into the lift. more or less jumpy on the release. 
Putting that left shoulder head towards stillness. Now the right side starts to draw closer to the floor. Right shoulder blade gliding closer to the spine. The next time the right shoulder draws closer to the floor, allowing the head of the left shoulder to rise towards the ceiling. Bringing that combination pattern in. Beginning stages of generating the upper body twist. Relaxing both shoulders and establishing a comfortable arm position. Coming into that same movement again. Right shoulder retracts, left shoulder rises. Letting the head come along for the ride. Feeling the left side body lengthen as you come into the upper body twist towards the right side of your room. Easy data set, letting the upper body come back to neutral, releasing the arms. Feet a little bit closer together. And then letting the knees drift towards the left side of the room while the upper body stays quiet. And listening to the edge that shows up in the right side body. Being aware of at what point the right glute starts to peel off of the floor. Breathing into the right side body as the knees head towards the left. When you find yourself back in center, knees towards the ceiling, incorporating the upper body movement. So as the knees head towards the left, the upper body comes into the twist towards the right. And if it's available in the neck, Letting the head trace the same path as the knees. Letting this be small to begin with. Letting each successive pass invite more length into the side bodies. More freedom into the twist. And as you start to head towards center, allowing yourself to find the opposite direction now. 
the knees towards the right, upper body towards the left. And letting the last couple of passes tick-tock you between the two directions. Letting a slow and easy breath ride the body into the opposing directions of twist. Whenever you feel complete, letting yourself ease out of that practice, finding extension of the arms and legs and whatever position you want to take for relaxation. If you want a bolster or a blanket, anybody has a meeting, it is now five after the hour. But we will ease you into Shavasana or relaxation. And you are free to stay as long as you like. So we've done a lot of twisting tonight, a lot of slow, intentional, focused contraction and release. Coming back to this idea that clarity is asking us to do one thing at a time. The degree of work we can do when we have that one pointed attention. And that the more we can be in this present moment of one thing, of awareness, of focus, of presence, that we can slow down and lighten the overall load that we carry moment to moment. Just allowing yourself to reconnect to that body scan head to heels. Noticing anything that has shifted or changed since that first body scan when you arrived to practice tonight. Inviting yourself back to that low, ball, low belly breath. Seeing the breath as one continuous loop that travels through the body. Inhaling from the bottoms of the feet all the way up to the crown of the head. Seamlessly transitioning into the exhale, crown, back to the heels. Just using the next moments of silence to integrate all the experiences, all the explorations of movement in your body tonight. And the invitation for the next, for the weekend, is to notice when your body feels sluggish whether it's practices around eating, amounts of eating, noticing what foods make you feel energized, what make you feel tired or sluggish. Just bring some clarity to the practices of enough around exercise, sleep, eating, even what exists in your physical space whatever you need to feel lighter, to feel present. And begin to notice the connection between the external process of cleaning and this internal process of clarity. Practice living in the purity of each moment as it is.